welcome back to our final HR on the Grapevine podcast of the series, the HR Grapevine podcast that traditionally takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. But in our final podcast of the series, we're going to dedicate it to working over Christmas. While our last Christmas podcast focused on office parties, employee gifting and productivity, this episode will delve into whether or not employees should actually have to work over Christmas. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So, join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Dan Cave, Head of Content at Executive Grapevine Digital Media, who is responsible for overseeing all of the content across our three separate sites and influences daily news agendas. So, Dan, welcome back. It's a pleasure to have you here again, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Soph. Uh, Pleasure to be on the last podcast of the year. So, with 2018 research from Rift Tax Refunds revealing that 50% of employees will work on Christmas Day and undoubtedly a large portion will be working the majority of the Christmas run-up, HR must ensure that that staff continue to work productively throughout, but also have a memorable employee experience that will keep them engaged and retained for years to come. So to keep staff happy and to reward them for their hard work over the holidays, some firms operate an office shutdown to give staff some time to recharge the batteries, but also enjoy some time off with their loved ones. A recent example of an employer that has done this is Audi. The popular German discounter has decided to remain shut on Boxing Day as well as Christmas Day, giving workers double the rest that they might traditionally have got within the retail sector. Um, On a closed Facebook group, many users commended the brand for treating their staff to Christmas off, while others who had um, family working at uh, competitor brands wished that the same could be said for them. But unfortunately, office shutdowns isn't necessarily a seasonal perk that is seen across the board Um, so particularly for those employees that are working over Christmas there are two main considerations for HR surrounding staff contracts and employee experience Um, so Dan what should employers be aware of over the festive season perhaps if we start off with employee contracts yeah so even though um, a lot of employees might feel that Christmas day and boxing day in the Christmas period is theirs to have off and that is enshrined in law actually it isn't and for many they will understand that um, this day isn't one that is just given over to whatever they want. In fact, um, the latest statistics that I could find, which are actually from five years ago, which might be indicative of my own Christmas productivity tailing off and an inability to use a search engine properly, is that two million people do work on Boxing Day. Um, And I guess for people that work in the retail and hospitality sectors, they'll be aware that this is actually a peak time, regardless of those in more white collar industries having the time off. Um, I spoke to a lawyer as well. And what they informed me about this time is that there isn't actually any right to extra pay as well. So the temptation of employees to maybe gripe for time and a half or double pay. Um, is actually dependent on whatever HR in the employer is is deciding is appropriate in that kind That's of contract. That's interesting to know. Yeah, it is, because I guess many people might think that actually um, the slog of Christmas means that they should be remunerated more, but not so. Um, there are a few other things as well that I think are really, really interesting. And it's that people might feel if they have to work Christmas Day or Boxing Day that they might have time off in lieu as a result. And that's not the case either, although it might improve engagement and just general well-feeling towards the employer if that is um, done um, and that 
I think one of the main points actually that it is now business as usual. We live and work in a international um, 24-7 business world. So just because Christmas and Boxing Day is, say for instance, an important cultural event in the UK calendar, it's not to say it is in other countries around the world, which that, com- that company or that office might be a wider part of. Um, so yeah, basically Christmas Day, Boxing Day, your employer can make you work if you want to um which puts i guess hr in a difficult position because they might have to deliver that bad news but that means your contract should be watertight that's my point so (laughs) absolutely i mean i think obviously a lot of people will be disappointed to hear that that is the case um but like you said having a watertight contract will really reinforce to employees what they are and aren't allowed to do um i think this brings us on nicely to our um second point um, so if staff are working over Christmas, what is best practice in terms of employee experience? So what can HR actually do? And um, particularly with this question, I'm thinking around things such as flexible working, um, actually planning the office shutdown down to a T. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's really interesting. Actually, that dovetails really nicely with the contractual points. When I spoke, spoke to this lawyer early this week, they said actually HR should be working with their employers or the employer to make sure that if staff do have to work over Christmas, it's really, really clearly communicated what they either do or don't get as kind of like an in lieu or instead of having to work that period. So like communication should be really clear. So I guess this actually works too. If you are shutting down over the Christmas period or if you're not, just be really clear on when that is, when staff have to come back, what they have to do before that period, what has what is like business necessary. Um, and even if you're thinking as a HR department or as a business leader, um oh it's okay i'll get my staff to come in and maybe then send them home at midday etc and that might actually impact people who have to travel for christmas or might have organized uh child care so basically being really cognizant of what your employees are doing outside of work as well it can be a stressful time you don't add to that um there's also and this is a really good point and this is something that um, I learned few from you because you spoke to Alistair Gill, who is head of people at GIFGAF. And he does something really interesting around religious holidays and Christmas, or religious holidays that aren't Christmas, rather. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was having a chat with him a few months back, and he was saying that they recently um, changed up their um, policy for um, bank holidays. So what was traditionally a fixed and set annual leave offering um they have now identified that there was a lot of people within the business um that might not have necessarily benefited from having this fixed bank holiday which he said at the time you know really revolves around quite a christian calendar and obviously in the uk we no longer operate in as a solely christian country there are lots of other cultures to consider um so they actually let their employees um depending upon their culture take the fixed bank holidays that work for them um, so, for example, if you celebrate Eid or Ramadan, um, you are able to substitute and have those days off rather than, for example, taking off Christmas if that isn't a celebration that particularly resonates with your culture, which is really interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually an excellent practice. Um, I should add as well, the gift gaff being the telecoms and mobile phone network yes. provider, aren't yes, they? Yeah, they are. not that we're pitching for them at all. Not, <laughs> not that they're speaking at our event next no, year, which is going to be all. absolutely fabulous. Um I think not just cultures as well, but different types of worker in your workforce. So say that you can give, say, your head office staff time off over Christmas 
um, maybe if you've got manual workers say in a warehouse or a factory you've got to think what am I doing for them if I can't give them the time off because this this place of work still has to operate so employers and HR should be hyper aware of that thing I guess that HR might worry about or an employer might worry about is that if you have to make your workforce work over Christmas what on earth happens if they just throw a sickie and don't come in what if they're like I'm ill um, well actually December Although it might seem like people are always partying or going to Christmas parties, um, socially and professionally, or in their personal life and professionally, December isn't the worst month for sickies. It's not even in the top three. January, February, and March are. Um, ONS have collated this data. I have no idea how they've got this data, but I trust ONS. Um, so p- your staff aren't likely to be in their own sickies to not come in over the Christmas period. Uh, one, ba- one way you could combat this is obviously if they are do flexible working, which they've done in the past. Um, or if you're feeling um, quite hardline as an employer, you can actually ask them to provide um, evidence for their absence, such as a medical certificate, even if they've only been absent for one day. Um, but that should be communicated beforehand in a workplace leave policy. Um, so yeah, that I think pretty much covers yeah, everything th- to do over Christmas. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right there. Just one thing I would add, actually, um, following on from, um, I guess, a big story that broke last week about hangover days. A lot of employers are starting to build that into their policies. Um, and it was interest- interesting, actually, because our deputy editor, Kieran, um, went on to a um, news programme of Channel 5 last week to discuss kind of ins and outs of hangover days. And particularly around Christmas, you might have a lot of people calling in sick at the last minute, regardless of whether or not it's embroiled into policy or not, um, which may impact productivity and um, just the general workforce and team and morale and everything. Um, but unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market-leading research papers. So, to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit www.hrgrapevine.com. We'd just like to thank you all for tuning in um, to the podcast over the last eight episodes. It's been a pleasure um, chatting and interviewing um, all of the journalists that we've had on our panel. Um, And from all of us at HR Grapevine, we would love to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we look forward to seeing you in 2020.